Hey guys, welcome to another East Coast Rams podcast. I am your host, Ashton, here while my awesome co-host, Zach. Zach, how you doing? We uh, beat the 49ers in the regular season. It feels like, we you did. know, since the Civil War. We haven't beat them since Civil War. It's been a while. It has been a while. Lots of good things happened. We beat the 49ers. We hit the record I assumed we were going to be by the uh, at, at the beginning of the season um, with 10 and 7. Uh, we're off in wild card week going up against, again, the script couldn't be better. Matthew Stafford going back to Detroit to face his former team against the Lions and Goff, their quarterback, our former quarterback. It's just a, it's just going to be a crazy ride, and uh, can't wait to kind of discuss all the details between Sunday to next Sunday. Yeah, just a a lot of craziness in the NFL this last week. Uh, a lot of news coming out. A, a few things go over, but let's first off, Zach. We did our first ever ECR fantasy league. It was a lot of fun. It was free, guys. So uh, we're, we'll definitely bring it back uh, for next year. I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, yours truly, Zach here, was the number one seed. And yours truly was the number two seed. And uh, we both lost in the first round. So... Uh, Yep. I think I lost in the second round. Or no, did I oh, lose in well. the first round? I don't know. Either well, way, doesn't matter. I, I still lost, didn't make it through. Yep, but Kevin, I had Aaron Rodgers for four plays. Won it all. Congratulations, Kevin. A uh, really good team you put together, especially considering you lost your QB uh, pretty early in the season. No, just a tad bit early. Impressive stuff, but a lot of fun, and we will talk more about that in the offseason. But, Zach, the Rams have a few announcements. Uh, Steve Avila, the first uh, and only player for the whole Rams to play every snap. Impressive. The rookie, the rookie got it. Only gave up two sacks all year. I mean, it's a it's a credible feat. I mean, I, I, is there really any player who has played every snap of a of a regular season game? I mean, that's just this is typically unheard of. I mean, a lot of times you do try to, um, you know, rest some people. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it, so it's just crazy. I mean, they pulled they pulled everybody but him and uh, Alar Jackson out um, at the very. Um, end of the 49ers game. So I don't know if they just were trying to give Avila more reps or they were trying to uh, secure that uh, 100% uh, snap count rate, but just a big kudos to him. I mean, he's been a solid uh, piece that they put in. And I mean, you know, he was our first pick of the draft and, you know, someone who has been really a, a stable point in that offensive line to give Stafford the time he needs to make the big plays that he has to get us to the point that we can say that we're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. I, I definitely agree with you there. Uh, just a stalwart going to be a future long-term option at guard and uh you know he struggled especially when it comes to kind of pass protection at points in the year by struggle i mean like very lightly like that was the weaker part of his game 
but he's been putting it together. And like overall, even when he struggled, he's been better than a lot of the options we had last year. Yeah, 100%. I just, it, it's a, it was a good pick in the draft. It, he's been playing solid every year and I just, or every snap, uh, every game. And I just can't wait to see how this rookie, again, he is a rookie playing every single snap um, in his first year debut. Uh, it's just kudos, kudos to him for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, it is surprising how often and how much this Rams team hit on this draft class early, late, every level of the draft, uh, linemen, every position, just fantastic draft by them. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, uh, yeah. Zach, you want to go ahead and introduce our uh, special guest? Yeah, um, I think he's joining on. It looks like he might still be having some issues, so maybe we'll bring him on in just a minute. Um, but we, we should have a special guest on here very soon, waiting for his camera to connect. Um, well, it's going to be Mike only. So. Uh, oh, Mike only. only. Yep. Hey, hey, Scoot. How's it going? Hey, it's going real well. How are you, my man? Pretty good. Do I sound all right? Yeah, yeah, you sound perfect. Sound perfect. So, oh, welcome yes. aboard. We, we're just getting into the pod a little bit, uh, talking about Steve Avila hitting every single one of his uh, snaps, uh, 100% snaps in this whole season. Uh, what are your thoughts about Steve Avila? Uh, I think Steve Avila has been great, uh, especially with Kevin Dotson. I think they've been a great duo together. Uh, I think it's been especially impressive, especially after last season. Uh, with how injured the O-line was, having a rookie come in and play every single snap. That's definitely something we needed. We needed that availability on top of just how well he's been playing. Yeah, I really, this entire line outside of, I would say, left tackle, I think people would agree left tackle probably still needs a little bit more work. Alaric Jackson is a good depth option. I just don't think he's a quality starter there. Uh Outside of that, like the the line has been playing great and fantastic, and that continuity just makes a difference from what we saw last year. Stafford still has been getting hit a little bit, but uh, overall, they've been I think what top ten in uh, least amount of sacks. So good work on uh, rebounding from a bad year. And and I, I want to go into that real quick about Stafford because we're we're talking about records and you know he has a big record coming out that he's the only quarterback starting quarterback who hasn't had a fumble in the regular season for this whole entire season. Uh, that's an, an accomplishment of itself. It doesn't happen very often. And just kudos to him and kudos to the offensive line in the center for not muffling snaps, uh, things like that. It's been it's been pretty solid. Yeah. Uh- a decent year by the center. Uh, I would say room for improvement, but really good job. At least snaps. We've seen a lot of bad snapping this year. I feel like this has been a worse year than normal for centers. At least like a lot of missed snaps, high snaps, stuff like that. Uh, so do you guys uh, want to talk about Raheem Morris getting a bunch of coaching interviews from a bunch of different uh, teams, the Washington Commanders. Uh, what's your kind of take 
scoot on Raheem Morris. I know fans, especially early on, really didn't like Raheem Morris going into the latter half of 21. They started warming up to him. That defense got hot. And then the last few years, it's been kind of a love-hate relationship with the fan base. Uh, I've been a big Raheem Morris supporter from the beginning. Uh, you can check my Twitter. I've got the receipts. I've been all about Raheem Morris. I think he's been doing a great job, um, especially with how young this defense is. This is a very young defense, and they're for being so young, I feel like they're so disciplined. Um, I know that a lot of people like to like to dog on Darion Kendrick, but he definitely doesn't let those big plays that he sometimes lets up. He doesn't let that get to him because he'll he'll go right back on the field and then he'll go break up a pass. And I just think with how young this defense is, and I don't think there's a first round pick on the defense outside of Aaron Donald. I think it's been extremely impressive what this defense has been able to do this year. I've been some people thought this was going to be the worst defense in the league. People thought this was going to be the worst pass rush in the league. We got Kobe Turner. We got Byron Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I expect us to probably sign someone in the pass rush. Yeah. And, you know, I wouldn't say that going into the season that I was, you know, thinking that we were going to be a top 10 defense at all. You know, I, I, I think we all really thought that our offense was going to be the, the star of the show this year. You know, we had a new offensive line. It should be healthy. Stafford's healthy. Cooper Cup, you know, was looking to be healthy, making a comeback. Um, and you thought our offense was going to shine. But really, starting from week one, our defense was playing really good football for you at least three-fourths of each, every game and, and just showing that they were better than what people were expecting them to be. And that's a lot of it has to do with Aaron Donald, yes, and the talent that, that they pulled in with bringing in Witherspoon and things like that. But you have to look at the coaching. And really, Raheem Morris has been deserving of a hate coaching job really since after the Super Bowl. And these spots that are opening up with the Panthers and with the Commanders, um, really, they they everyone is stupid if they do not choose him to be their next coach, head coach. I want, I would love for him to stay and continue working and building what him and Sean McVay are doing. Um, but I really think that any team, if you look across this league, they need this Raheem Morris as a head coach. He's fun. He's energetic. Um, he likes to, you know, he jokes around with everybody. Like this is a good presence you want in the locker room. And I feel like, Sean McVay is growing that platform and Raheem Morris is just one of those pieces that, you know, needs a head coach job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His Love defense has always been smart. Uh, all like very smart. It's been very uh, data driven. Uh, a lot of, I know the off press coverage drives people nuts. I'm, I'm with you guys, especially watching the game. But if you look at the results and how it has really limited other offenses against a personnel grouping that guys, let's be honest, has severe limitations, especially because of the cap and really only having one player that makes up the cap on defense. Uh, You're going to do a lot of special things to make it a competitive defense. And Morris has done, especially with a lot of creative blitzes, uh, gap blitzes that I've been noticing, especially in the latter half of the season. 
just really creative ways to get pressure. And it helps Kobe Turner's kind of turned it on in second half of the season. I, I think some of that is also because we face worse O-lines going later in the season. But, you know, the rookies have grown and they've grown with his uh, system. And, you know, he deserves a head coaching job or at least the opportunity at one. It's like some of these head coaches you see and like they keep on having losing seasons and like they get opportunity after opportunity. But you don't want to give Morris. And I believe his uh, one season he had with the Bucks was like eight, what, eight and eight. So it's not like it was atrocious either. Nope. I've been a big Raheem supporter. I hope he does get a head coaching job. He definitely deserves it, but I won't be uh, I won't be too upset if he stays in LA for another year. Sick of mm-hmm. our coaches getting so, sniped. So if he leaves, who do you guys want to see uh, become the Rams defensive coordinator? There, there's a few names in-house, out-house. Uh, does anyone kind of pop to your mind for that job? Oh, I would love to see Coach Henny, D-line coach. Would love to see him. He's been very vocal about Kobe Turner for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, He's had a clear vision for this D-line, what he wants to do. I think this D-line has been a very – we're not – we're still very young. We're it's struggling to get edge pressure. I think Byron Young's done some good things, but I think given what this pass rush looked looked like when we went into the season, I don't think anyone expected this rookie to come out of nowhere with nine sacks. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. You know what I don't really want to see is I, I don't really know if I really want to see Brandon Staley come back. I know that's also the big news right now that he you know would would Sean McVay want to bring him back. Um, yes, we we had a really good season while he was here uh, defensively at least, um, but I want to see someone else take that mantle. We're all about growing um, what we have, and you know I don't know if I want to bring him back to to do that spot. I am actually kind of in favor of a Brandon Staley redemption arc. Uh, I really am. I I think uh, the way he played defense, coach, a uh, that roster was phenomenal. And uh, some people aren't good head coaches, but they're great coordinators. And I think him being judged for a Chargers team that struggled with injuries for most of his tenure that he clearly wasn't able to grasp uh, both offense and defense and the whole team chemistry all at the same time. You know, I think he should get opportunity to be a coordinator again because he did such a fantastic job, and that should at least buy him one opportunity. But, you know, I, I don't we'll say see. I don't think he did. I don't think I think he should go get a defensive coordinator job somewhere. I just don't know if I want him back with the Rams. Yeah, I, I definitely get that. I think this team has just been so flexible and, and just adapting and changing as like, be it like season by season, week by week, even this team is just so flexible in what they want to do. And they, 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 they have a vision of what they want. And then they are just so adaptable with changing what they want to do to get to where they want to be. Yeah, and Jordan Rodriguez did talk about 
to your point, Scoot, like that the Rams offense itself has even had to adapt week to week because defenses will completely do opposite thing than they're used to just because of the way McVay's offense has been schemed and like defenses because of the way our offense goes off of tendencies you have teams going exact opposite of their tendencies and it's kind of funny to see that the entire league is trying to break McVay's offense by not doing what they like to do stereotypically Okay. Oh yeah, we really do. We're cutting edge with drafting, uh, with offense, uh, with defense in 2020, and hopefully we can find a DC that can kind of embrace a new philosophy defensively uh, with a young core. So it's a lot of exciting stuff. And I and I think Sean, I think a lot of credit also goes to Sean McVay because I think he lets his coordinators be coordinators and not he doesn't always micromanage them. And so Raheem Morris, obviously he's really the assistant head coach to Sean McVay, second really to him, but he lets his coordinators have freedom. He allows them to be who they are. And so you know Raheem Morris has so much control over what plays get done and and how that defense works. And so a lot of other teams, you know, a lot of that stuff still has to go through the head coach and. You know, there can be some, you know, bumped heads a little bit there. So kudos to all the coaching staff and and for all that getting worked out. Yeah, J.J. Watt was saying on the Pat McAfee show today, he really has a lot of respect for the coaches that not the ones that micromanage and, and pay attention to every little thing, but to the ones that have that confidence in the people that they hire to do their part. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, all right. So any other big news? I mean, I know the 2024 opponents have come out. Uh, we know who the Rams are going to go up against in 2024. Um, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about those teams um, once uh, over the, over the off season. And then once the schedule actually gets released for week to week, we can kind of figure out how it's all going to play out. Um, but it, is there anything out there that you that you guys are looking for, uh, or is there a game you you anticipate to attend um, in 2024? Oh, I'm going to Chicago. I think, depending on when it is. My girlfriend doesn't like to go to uh, stadiums when it's cold. <laughs> hey, I understand. I'm in the same boat. I'm three hours from Chicago. I'm definitely going to hit Chicago if if I can, and maybe I'll make another trip back up to Detroit if uh, if if it's willing. Did you guys see I'm going uh, to Detroit? Me too. Yeah, you're going. I'm going. Oh my, my god, we'll have to meet up. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I'm trying to get a I'm trying to get a group together. Trying, we're, we're, we'll see what we can do. But uh, I get into town we'll talk on about Saturday. that in a I'm coming up just Sunday. Uh, just how life works but i'm i'm gonna make it so i couldn't not we'll see how it goes. <laughs> as soon as we beat the niners I, I was like i can't not go to this game this is <sighs> this is game is going to be talked about in 100 years this game will be talked about so so let's go ahead and dive into that let's let's go and talk about this game this game is um it is i don't think the nfl really could script it any better you know honestly i i do think they could script it better i think they could have waited until the nfc championship game i really think that's what I think Rams fans and especially Lions fans would have rather had it not be the first playoff game um, going into this, but it is what it is. Lions, Rams, 
Goff for Stafford, Sean McVay versus Stafford, um, you know, or Sean McVay versus Goff. I think uh, I messed that one up, but it's 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 an interesting storyline. Obviously, we should not we shouldn't pay too much to this story, but how can you not? Uh, but the Rams need to get done get business done in Detroit. And they're scary. They're scaring every other team in the NFC. And I, and I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, it's just fantastic that this became the Sunday night game. Again, it would have been nice if it was later in the playoffs and we were able to make a run and meet them. Uh, but, you know, it's the one of the best wildcard games I can think of just to match up both these teams. Detroit has a let's say below average defense, really great offense, which I think a lot of Rams fans are underselling how great that line's offense has been all year. And this Rams team is the hottest team in football coming into their house. It should be really action-packed, really high scoring. Uh, I could really see this one going down to the wire and whoever has the ball last. And that's, it's going to be fun, win or lose. I, I really do love that fan base. I love that team. I love the grit. I love Dan Campbell. Uh, you know, outside of every other team but the Rams, they're my uh, second most liked team. Like, I really do root for them when they're playing other teams. And that fan base was so fantastic and so supporting when they could have been bitter about Stafford getting traded and they understood. And it was a very smart fan base, especially after the fact that they've been struggling to get success for so long. And they willingly accepted that Stafford had better chance going somewhere else. They knew it wasn't their time. And they just accepted that moved on and supported him during his playoff run with the Rams in 21. And even if we lose this game, I feel like there's never a completely painless playoff win, but this would be the least painful playoff loss. I think the Rams could have in a while. Like I want the Rams to win. I want them to go far. Uh, but if they're going to lose to a team, I feel like the Lions is a really good team this year. And, uh, you know, we'll see. The Lions have a lot of history going against them. Uh, it, what do you think, Scoot, about this matchup? Uh, the Lions this year remind me a lot of the Rams in 2017. Red hot, coming into the playoffs. They, they, this Everyone thought this team was a joke. Granted, I think the Lions had some expectations this year. I think they were, they were the favorites to win that division. Uh, I think Jared Goff's been playing great. Always going to be a Goff guy. Hopefully they don't. Uh, ban his jersey when he comes back to SoFi again. <laughs> Don't know if you guys have seen the Stafford jersey ban oh, fans yeah. are trying to implement. I get it. That's He's awesome. the bad guy. He's the bad guy coming into town. That's what Stafford said. So I just I just hate the word ban. If they would have just said, "Hey, let's let's you know let's support golf. Let's support you know Amonse Brown. Let's support you know whoever whoever like." But to just to put out like, "Hey, we're gonna ban him." Or band that or the and again it's not the Lions organization. I want to make that clear. It's just a it's a fan movement. Fan movement. Not all fans are want that. I get it. But yeah, I I thought it was very distasteful to let's say that we're going to ban his jersey. Now I, think, I get people. Go I ahead. think this is going to be it's going to be full of Stafford jerseys on Sunday. I can't. Oh, I think yeah. so too. I can't imagine it not being full of number nine jerseys. I mean, you, you can still look at their be. 
you, you can still be a fan of your team and love a player. Like those two things aren't most like mutually exclusive. Like I mean, you don't have yeah. to have one or the other. You can still say I'm a Lions fan and I really like Stafford for what he did as a Lion. Yep, that's no, how I, I feel about I, Jared. I love. I yeah. still love Jared Goff. He's he's no. now been the cornerstone of turning around two franchises that everyone laughed at for years and he is he has been the quarterback to kick both of those teams off and now these are teams with expectations yeah i mean he he i'm a jared goff fan you know i'll be an apologist for him i think he's a he's a good quarterback uh you know you know top 15 at worst um i I think he he gets a lot of disservice to him, um, but I, I I also want to make sure that people know like I definitely don't expect a welcome back for Matthew Stafford going into this game. If this was a regular season game, sure we could have a video, we could have a you know something to just say hey welcome back to Detroit blah 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 blah. This is a playoff game. This is totally different than a regular season game. There should be no hey you know obviously inside the organization is going to you know say, Hey, you know, glad you're back, blah, blah, blah. But there should be no like outright lions should be supporting Matthew Stafford in this game. This is a playoff game. We need to take this seriously as an organization. Obviously they shouldn't be part of a banning of his Jersey, but we should also not like, let's make this a homecoming and then give him all these accolades when we're trying to win a, we're trying to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, talking about uh, historical stuff, uh, Lions v. Rams, and you guys will know this more than anyone else, is on record to be the most expensive wild card game ever up to this point. Yeah, me and Zach probably know that already. <laughs> yes, yeah. as someone as someone who could not drive, uh, and I live near D.C., I just looked at everything, crunched numbers. It was just way too expensive for me to be able to go. It would have been around $1,100, $1,200. And, uh, guys, as much as I wish I was made out of money, I'm sadly not. But I mean, it's it's, um, it's sad. I mean, I will say it is sad that the prices were so high. I get people saying, well, they haven't had a playoff game in 30 years, blah, 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 blah. When it comes down to the wild card game, every team should be pretty much, I feel like, at even keel when it comes to the ticket prices. And the Lions are the ones who set these prices. It's not the NFL. It's it's the Lions. And yes, I know re- people can resell the tickets for higher amounts, but tickets for nosebleed seats from Ticketmaster started off at like upwards of $480. And that's before all of Ticketmaster's fees, which is about another $150. So I just think that when it comes to playoff t- season or tickets, there should be a little bit more control over that. And when you are paying almost double to the next game for getting your foot in the door, I think that's a little ridiculous. I mean, I paid it. I mean, I'd be, I mean, I, I didn't pay for nosebleed seats because I thought it wasn't worth my money to, to pay that. So I paid a little bit extra to get a little bit, better seats but it's one of those things where like you kind of have to do the math and figure out is it worth it is it not i wish the prices were down because you know it it really stinks that like i'm the only one going in my family like my wife is you know you know said hey you this is something that's important to you you love this fan base this may be the only time you might go see a close playoff game like 
you need to do it. And I was very grateful for her for letting me do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys Scoot, think what? of like, Oh, sorry. sorry. Scoot. No, I was going to ask, I was going to ask Scoot, uh, what Jersey he was going to wear. Uh, Rams are undefeated when I wear the Ben Skoranek jersey on game day. So we will be wearing the Ben Skoranek jersey in Ford Field. And hopefully, I think I'm on the visiting side and I'm pretty, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm close to the bench. I'm not really near the 50, but I am definitely going to do everything I can to get that jersey signed on Sunday. Oh, that's awesome. So cool. So, okay. I'm, uh, yeah, I am on. I don't, I don't know the direction. I'm on visitor side as well. I'm on the opposite side of the uh, opposite corner of their tunnel. Um, so I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what Jersey I'm going to wear. I was really going to wear this one right here, the Super Bowl Stafford. Uh, my wife tells me that I should not wear it and I should wear my Puka Jersey because we have been more successful wearing Puka uh, over the last few weeks since I've gotten it. So I'm unclear what exactly I'm going to wear, but it's going to be freezing outside before we get into the stadium. Yep, it is going to be terrible outside. I actually, I live, um, I live in Iowa. We just got 12 inches of snow the other night, Ooh, so yikes. that really made me excited for that drive to Detroit. I know. I kept looking at the forecast, and I was like, "Okay, roads will be fine. It's going to be a little windy. It's going to be a little cold, but there's not supposed to be any precipitation uh, on my drive." How drive is it for you, Scoot? It's going to be a seven-hour drive. And then on Monday, I'm driving back, and I have to work on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. My boss, hey, but a Niners fan, was not giving me the day off. You uh, will be juiced, though, with the Rams win. I'm just saying. Be, I do be think we walk into today. Ford Field and we walk out with a win. Matthew Stafford, last time he played Detroit, he did not spare his feelings. 117.3 pass rating, 330-something yards, three tuds. I think it's going to be a game. I mean, I mean, Stafford's going to be fired up. He's going to be fired back up that he's going to be in there. He's 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 playing for his team, his current team. He's not, he doesn't other other than a few people he knows on the on the the Lions roster and the, and the coaching staff and you know the organization itself. Like he's playing for this Rams team. Um, he's playing for the, his, all of his players. They're all working hard to win that Super Bowl. Um, so I'm excited to see a Stafford who's just ready, who's, who's glad that he's, I think, going back, but is ready to, to continue the Rams journey. Who thought we would be? Yeah, here I'm not far. I think both you say, Zach say, who thought, I mean, who thought we were going to be in the playoffs at this point when we were like three and six. Three and six. I mean, obviously preseason, I thought we were a 10 and seven. Um, when we started to hit that three and six range, like, I mean, I did, I did falter, um, but I always had faith that we could come back. I mean, when you looked at our second half of this season, it was always easier than our first half of the season. Um, and once we got Kyron back, I mean, geez Louise, we just kind of just started steamrolling a little bit. I mean, after the first four or five games, I was a complete believer in this team. The, the roster was way more competitive than it had a right to be at the beginning year. Uh, seeing how they grew, I just knew they would have a opportunity to get to a 9 or 10 win season. Uh, and, you know, they, they were able to really execute upon that in a 
rebound after the bye week. It's just amazing what they did. Uh, Scoot, I got a question for you. So since you're on here and you're a big Skoranek fan, how did you feel when Skoranek tried that leap move and then he got flagged for it? I think he got robbed. That time? I think, I think that's I what think happened. So I think he got robbed on, on live TV in front of a national audience. Couldn't believe it. Ooh. Uh, they kept really saying excited. he was like a he was like a half a step from probably being legal, and it's it, it was terrible. That, Man, he what didn't touch anybody. He did what not touch anybody. People still people still bring up people still bring up the drops from the NFC Championship. He's grown so much, man. Love no, this man. I, I mean, I, I, he he's great, and I really enjoy that he's like he's still on the team. I feel like he he found a spot in that special teams because because unfortunately, I I do think like without that spot, he might not still be with the Rams only because they did find such gems. It felt like um, even though you know like Tutu, he had kind of an off couple of years. He started to heat up in the beginning of the season things like that. But I, I'm really glad that he's on there because he's a, he's a really good gadget player when they need him to, to take over. If there's an injured wide receiver, he could fill in that spot really quickly. I think he leads our team in special team tackles. I, I don't, I don't disagree. It's Cause our captain, I mean, that's our, our captain. I mean, he's the only special teams player who actually can play special teams. Um, so I mean, other than maybe our punter, that's true. The I, depth, I, really... I think I chalk the special teams up to the depth of just being razor thin on that side of the ball. And very well, most young. of those guys very were young. drafted for that purpose. Yep. <laughs> they were specialty <laughs> drafted to be special teams. It just it's nuts. I mean, that's I mean, that is the reason why the Rams will lose this game. If they're special, if they have to rely on their special teams, they will lose this game. Well, uh, I'm predicting now, I think Stafford's going to hit 500 yards. The, like Nick Mullins. Ooh. Nick Mullins dropped 400. 400. Nick I think Mullins was balling. I won't lie. Nuts. He was I, balling. Against, like, it, Vikings have good wide receivers. The Rams have better. A better trio. A better quad. Like, I think there's a good chance that Cup and Puka just wreck the lines defensively now it's going to be a shootout and like you said i think we could falter because special teams because of kicking punting uh definitely expect the rams to draft a punter uh or not punter kicker uh next year i i would be very surprised if they didn't maybe not a third Agreed. rounder like the niners did he's still missing <laughs> he's still missing pats Oh, that was bad. I mean, that was bad. Uh, doing that at home, you know, is is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, all right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this lot this Lions team is good. I mean, you have Goff, you have uh, Amante Brown, um, you have uh, obviously we still Love don't know Florida. where the court is going to be. I mean, he's day to day right now. Obviously, Dan Campbell said this morning, recording on Wednesday, um, that he is day to day. He's making good progress things like that. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll see how that plays out, but he's definitely going to be a, um, probably a, and he's a top decision. He's, he's a top three tight end in the NFL as a rookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely lead. He led, I believe the tight ends of the rookie class at least, which isn't, you know, always the biggest thing to 
pick on, but uh, he, he's been playing really well. I mean, he's, he's definitely someone that where they drafted and they drafted well at that spot. You know, I thought they were crazy for getting rid of Hawkinson um, and sending them to the rivals of the Vikings. Cause he, he is again, a top four uh, tight end and, you know, they found a Jen and Laporta. And Laporta is better at blocking than TJ. All That's this tells me is the Rams need to draft an Iowa tight end. Yeah, uh, that would be a good idea. I think the Rams, I, I don't know. I think they could have found something with Davis Allen. Uh, the looks that he's gotten, like he's looked good outside of a like drop or two. Really has. Uh, so he might be taking snaps next year from Tyler Higby if Tyler Higby starts out slow again. Because people don't remember, like, first half of the year, Tyler Higby was kind of, like, I know he was hurt, but, like, he was kind of missing. Uh, and we really need a good, you know, tight end option there that can block and do everything. And uh, Higby wasn't doing it for majority of the season. So we, we, we've kind of talked about our offense. We think our offense is should be – you know, lighten things up. Stafford should be, you know, playing probably the best game, uh, probably maybe this year. Uh, obviously, Puka's coming off of his. We didn't even talk about Puka breaking his two records, uh, getting both rookie yeah. reception and bookie, rookie uh, yards. Uh, so kudos to Puka Nakua. Um, you know, obviously, he should be offensive player of the uh, offensive rookie of the year. Um, it's going to be very close because CJ Stroud has also had a good season and he is in the playoffs now. So we'll see how that all turns out. Um, yeah, well, I guess it, it doesn't to... matter that the Rams also made the playoffs with Puka because of Puka. I guess that doesn't matter. And that Puka's played in every regular season game, even injured. Um, so whatever. Uh, but again, I so we go with the special teams. Our special teams obviously is our weakest point. Then we kind of look at the defense. Yes. Our defense obviously is is very talented but we have had issues in the secondary. We will be getting some relief back uh, because we will be getting Duke Shelley back from uh, IR uh, just in time for the playoffs. How do you guys think that's going to match up? Do you think Duke Shelley is going to take over the starting spot and it's going to be Duke Shelley and Witherspoon going to be starting? Or do you think that, you know, DK has kind of earned his spot back uh, to start off this, this game? I just don't think cornerback has been the big issue all year. I think that's been safety. Uh, I really do. Again, I don't know the plays. I don't know the coverages that they're calling. Like, I can't read Raheem Morris's mind. So I don't know where they're supposed to be. But every big play, I would say 80% of them that has happened to the secondary has been because the safety didn't rotate correctly from what I've seen, at least what I think has happened. I think our safeties have really, really struggled. Uh, the cornerbacks, again, in one-on-one coverage, they can get mossed, but they're all small. We only have one DB above 5'8", I believe. So, like, you're going to get that whenever you have those type of size DBs and you're not paying anyone to be a number one cornerback. Akello has played fantastic, and I think Darion Kendrick, he has good instincts, and he's very sloppy technically. He's a six-round guy who got redshirted his first year. This is his second year, and he's only starting one year. He's going to be rough. 
uh, technically. And I think he's kind of ironed out some of the stuff and you still see him do bad technique every so often. It's going to take probably another year for him to get to a better place if he's going to be a really good, like I would say, DB2, cornerback two. What are you about? Uh, what do you think, Scoot? Do, do you think uh, Kendrick is going to lose the job? Oh, uh, I think he'll probably start uh, just to kind of get into the rhythm. Cause they, I, I feel like that's kind of the big thing with uh, with how the Niners game went. We kind of wanted to get those guys in those in those roles. We wanted to get them into a rhythm. I think Ronnie Rivers got into a good rhythm. Uh, I think Kendrick. Uh, is going to get into a little bit of a rhythm, hopefully. I would love to see this defense come and ball out, get a pick. Uh, we were the only team in the NFL to not score a non-offensive touchdown this year. Would love to see scoop and score, anything like that. Would love to see this defense ball out. Yeah. Anything for me, to, for me to praise Raheem Morris because he gets so much flack. We could win a game three to six and people would be – or could lose a game three to yeah. six, and people would be mad that Raheem let up two field goals. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your boy uh, Jared. I'm just saying, he he does kind of have butterfingers from time to time, you know, not gripping the ball correctly. And we do have a a little known player, Scoot. I know you maybe never heard of him, Aaron Donald. Um, he likes to wreck games from time to time. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I, I know exactly, a, a small-time player. But that uh, Lions O-line is good. Like Very good. Seawall, like Ragnow, I just, from left to right, like that's a top five, uh, probably like five, uh, the fifth best offensive line in all the NFL. Just a lot of respect for those guys. So getting to golf, not going to be easy. Not going to be easy. Nope. That's why you got big-time players making big-time plays, big-time games. Yeah. Kobe Turner, yep. you know, and a lot of one-on-ones. He's going to get a yeah, lot of opportunities. He's been, been double-teamed like crazy this year. They've been doing a great job scheming Aaron Donald to get the one-on-ones. I mean, obviously, he's still getting doubled more than like 60% of the time, but Kobe's been taking on like 70% double-teams, still getting nine sacks. Mm. Should be a fun game, guys. I'm, I'm so excited for this game just to watch it from top to bottom. And, you know, if we win this one, this this team can uh, go on a run. I really do think that's possible. Yeah, I mean, this this team is it, it's special. I mean, it's 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 a team that knows that they have been kind of crapped on for this past for the since the beginning of the season that they were retooling, they, they're not going to be great. You know, they're, you know, maybe they'll squeak past 500, but you know, maybe they're just a six win team. Um, they all know this. I mean, you, you go back and you read it like Sean McVay knows who, who said what he knows that people were dogging them, but they knew who they were as a group. They knew the talent that they had. I mean, shoot, when you're building around Cooper cup, Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald, I mean, as assuming they're all healthy, how can you think that you're going to have a losing season when you're building around three of the best players in the NFL? How do you think that you're going to have a losing season? 
You think any of them are, would be content with tanking? No, that's my <laughs> point. Like, why would Sean McVay come back to start tanking? Why would Matthew Stafford? Why would Cooper Cup? Why would Aaron Donald not retire if he knows that all they're going to do is be a a sub five hundred team? Well, let's be fair because it did take literally them picking up. Two people in the offseason that were gems in Akella Witherspoon and uh, the guard from the Steelers. And then a draft class, no lie, that from top to bottom is one of the biggest draft classes in Rams history. And almost every player outside of maybe two was a knockout hit to get to a genuine season. One of my good questions would be, and again, I, I don't this this question isn't going to be trying to slight the players because these players are awesome. They they deserve the records they are given. But when yeah. you go back and you look at the coaching and you look at how Sean McVay and how they use the players, do they have a chance on any other team to get the accolades that they are they get? They they put the, themselves on the field. They fully earn what they do. But would they have the opportunities? that they do if they were chosen on a different team. And I don't think so. You look at players who are picked in the first round who are not performing anywhere near Pukunukua. Oh, yeah. It's So I, I kudos to the players for getting those accolades, but kudos to the coaches for giving them that opportunity to be their best. And that's why I love this organization. I think that they do well with the players they have. And you go back and you look, you look at OBJ, who was told he was toxic. You look at Carson Wentz, who's told he can't work with players. You look at uh, Baker Mayfield. You look at all these players that they have brought into the facility, short-term or not, and they have gone on to be successful outside of it. Baker Mayfield, he was, nobody wanted him. Rams picked him up. He played well as backup. When Stafford was injured, when we had to, you know, kick out our other two, and now he's starting and he's in the playoffs. OBJ yeah. is in the playoffs with the Ravens playing lights out. Carson Wentz yeah. will get his opportunity moving next year. It's yeah, what this organization, this culture is building that makes this team special. And this roster, seven of the losses or six of the seven losses, all those teams went to playoffs. Six out of seven of the teams that we lost to went to the playoffs. That seventh being the Bengals with Joe Burrow. It's it's pretty impressive the year they had. Very impressive. And when year. they yeah, and especially when they came close to a couple of them. I mean, the Ravens went into overtime. Yeah. That was a close game. You know, the first 49ers game, we were toe-to-toe with them for at least, you know, a half, if not Three. two-thirds of the game. Three quarters. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, the obviously Steelers the game. Eagles. Yeah, the Steelers game. I and mean, the Eagles game was close for the first half. Really, the Cowboys was the only game that really kind of – we kind of lost it there. Um so yeah. we, we can compete with any team in this in this playoff run. And, you know, the first one we have to go up against is Detroit. Yeah, take care of business uh, on Sunday. Yeah, are you guys worried about this refing crew? It's same refing crew from uh, Steelers-Rams uh, with that bad, really clearly bad fourth down 
a spot of the ball. Like, and they had some questionable like flags also the entire game. No, because they always won. Well, they do. I mean, they they also were this. They're they're not favored of the Rams or really the Lions because if you remember, this is also the same officiating crew who who messed up our game last year against the Seahawks, where we should have won that game, and that prevented the Lions from getting in. If we would have beat the Seahawks, the Lions were in. And All it, was the, it was the bad officiating. They keep on messing with the Rams. I don't think the Lions yeah. going to be upset if they keep on messing with the Rams this game. Well, they're mad because they messed up the Rams, which the Rams had no reason to win because they weren't going in the playoffs, but it messed up the chance for the Lions to get in. Yeah. And, so, and, and, I, and that was known going into that game. Bad officiating is going all the way around. You worried about the officiating, Scoot? I mean, it's been bad for most of the league, so. Yeah, it's been – man, bad calls are just part of it. You know, like, I don't really like to be a, like, oh, well, we could have – oh, we got robbed from the Steelers because we still would have had to have – we still would have had to have a two-minute drive, go down, yeah. score a touchdown just to tie it. Sure. Um. Bengals, a lot of opportunities. I know that they took that 2-2 touchdown away. Offense went kind of stagnant, but just got to control control what you can control as uh as Sean McVay likes to say. That's all that's all you can really or do. Or then that Lions yeah. call on two point against the Cowboys. Yeah, that, that was I, nuts. They Lions fans, I feel with you they've been refs have not been kind to the lions for for a lot of games but i don't know if that's one that you can i don't i don't yeah. agree with dan campbell going for it you're seven Three yards times. out for a two-point conversion yeah. i know that they wanted to win the game they really wanted to win that oh. but you at at some point when something like that happens something unprecedented like that you just got to play it smart and be like i said earlier you got to adapt you can't they lost that game because they were stuck. They were they were like, well, this is the mindset. We're going to be stubborn in this mindset. And I think that's ultimately why they lost. I think that loss was on Dan Campbell, in my opinion. I, I agree. Um, and that's what they, this team can't do. They can't, the, the Detroit Lions, if they want to have a chance, they can't, they, they can't play safe, but they also can't play too aggressive because we know what happens when you get aggressive on Matthew Stafford. He finds your weak points. You can't blitz them. He's too good at it. It's it's just it's you know, Matthew Stafford's best when he's under pressure. And if you put that pressure on him, he's gonna take it and thrive. I don't know. CD Lamb was cooking them that game, man. You give the Cowboys that ball in overtime, they I don't think lines were gonna stop him. But uh, I agree with you guys. Uh, this game's gonna come down to uh whether or not uh, Dan Campbell can have patience with uh, against this Rams team and like try to suffocate them and get a lead, because I feel like we always struggle when we're down, and McVay can have a tendency of like getting pass happy when we're down, and we need Kyron to be a kind of key fundamental piece in this offense for this game. He has to rush, and when he rushes and kind of helps pull down the linebackers, that line secondary is going to get toasted. I hope so. 
Yeah, I mean the the struggle is the I think the it was the Lions who are what third in um kind of run stops as far as uh per carry, yards per carry. So it's gonna be interesting to see how how this this all plays out. Well, I mean I'm excited. we have the NFL's second leading rusher on the year, even with missing four games. Just saying that kind of helps a little bit against that. Uh, and this may be a pass-first game where they kind of pass to open up the running lanes, and you see in the second and probably mid-third quarter, them they're like really start to run it down, depending on if they have a lead or not. Got to do that and got to avoid turnovers. That's, you know, all the basic stuff. All right. Anyone have any final comments about the Lions game? Oh, I'm just really excited. This is like, this is like I said earlier, this is going to be a game that's going to be talked about for a long time, I feel like. And this is just one of those games you got. If you if you can, you got to be there for it. It's going to be electric, the atmosphere. Even if we lose, I don't know if I'm going to be super upset about it because that atmosphere is going to be insane. Yeah, I agree. I think like, Again, if the Rams do lose, this is the team that I kind of would want to be there for. If they did lose, I like. Yeah. I'm a golf fan, you know. I'm a. I'm. I do like the Lions. I like their grit. I like the the brand that they're kind of pushing right now. Um, you know, I I do like it. Um, it's just unfortunate that they're going up against my Rams. So I will be rooting for my Rams the whole way through. I'm super excited that I, I think I'm going to get to meet Scoot uh, in person. So that's going to be awesome. Um, I know quite a other few Rams fans uh, who are going to try to get a meetup. Uh, so we'll try to plan that together. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Ashton, anything else you want to say about this? Uh, just real quick, your guys' predictions for the game. I know you hate these, uh, but we got to hate give predictions. It to uh, what's your prediction for this game? I'm going to go Rams 31, Lions 28. Yeah, I'm feeling in that kind of the same wheelhouse. I also think that the Lions would get 28 points. I do think that the Rams can get up to 33 points. I will go 38 or 39-38 Lions. I think it's a shootout Ooh. that the Rams lose by missed field goal. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? I would be so heartbroken. Yeah. Heartbroken. Apparently my boy Maher is going to Shank one right, twenty yards to go. Hey, maybe that we'll wait, wait, we... for the playoffs. Maybe, maybe Hope he'll just we... go in that dark place. Maybe he'll be the opposite of last year's playoffs. Yeah. Imagine if he starts nailing sixty yarders. You know, that, that could yeah, happen. If McVay trusts him to kick a sixty yarder. <laughs> nope. Uh, trust Matthew Stafford's arm more than anything. Hmm. All right. Well. I think it's going to wrap this episode of the East Coast Rams podcast. Big shout out to Scoot. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. Uh, do you want to plug anything while you're here? Um, Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. It was a great time. Love talking ball. Love talking Rams. Best team in the NFL. Uh, I'm on Twitter, underscore SC00T. Find me talking about Ben Skoranek. Find me talking up Raheem Morris. Uh, and uh, having a having a good little ribbing with uh, some of the Niner and Seahawk fans on the app. 
Yeah, we and we gotta get you Ben Skoranek's autograph. We 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 just gotta try to do that. Yeah, right? I'm probably gonna show. I'm gonna try showing up pretty early. Try to get the yeah, try to get that jersey signed. Yeah, that's yeah, the jersey of destiny. If we win the game and I get it signed. Oh, could you imagine if it's like a punt return or something crazy or a pump block for a TD, and he does that? Oh, you would be going nuts. Yeah, I'd God, you gotta hall. record that. I'd put him in the hall. Just because so, of that, I'm gonna have to record every punt now, just in case he makes a play. He's gonna go. He's yeah. gonna go to Cannon. <laughs> yeah, he awesome. field goal blocks for the win when we're down five. Ooh, yeah, put would, him in on defense. I'll get a pick six. <laughs> Let's do hey, it. He's Let's our Travis Any, Hunter. Anything yeah. is possible. Well, we hope to see as many of you at uh, Ford Field in Detroit as possible. Sunday night football, 8 or eight p.m. Uh, game. I'll be there. Scoot will be there. We got a whole other people there. Ashton, you will be with there. Us, you'll be with us in spirit, unless you somehow figure out a way to get there. Um, but we will see you. Anyone who goes there, we'll we'll meet up with you. Just let us know. You can contact me on Twitter. We'll we'll figure out a a, a meetup time. Uh, but big big thanks again to you, Scoot. Uh, you guys can find Ashton at Rampan Ashton One. You can find me at Zach Mayer on X. You can find us on Threads. You can find us on Twitter at East or X at East Coast Rams. Um, please go to our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash at East Coast Rams. Please subscribe, like, smash that bell so you always get notified of any Rams video that we put out. Guys, wild card weekend. It's going to be the wildest wild card game this weekend. Guaranteed. Put your bet on that. And uh, yeah, we're looking for a Rams victory. We'll see you guys next week. Whose house? Rams, Rams house. house.